much like a movie franchise that everyone thought was dead at the dawn of the 90s, we're Rage You Nerds and we're back with a vengeance. And today's episode is brought to you by the letter Ghostbusters. Uh, because there's been a Ghostbusters day, and from that day came a couple of Ghostbustery good nuggets, and we are big Ghostbuster fans. So I didn't care about literally any other nerd happenings as soon as I found out Ghostbuster news was a f- was afoot. But joining me on this Ghostbusterificy Friday is my friend TJ, my brother Jared. The collective nerds of rage. And we're, we're here to chat. Dittohead says, breaking news, Jared's cute. Oh. oh my goodness gracious sakes alive, I don't know. I've never been called cute on the air before. Except this for that man. one time. This man right here, look at him. Uh, but you also know frame, who's cute? Frame her yeah. up. What? Uh, Front Relic says, hello nerds, but you know who else is cute? This guy. Oh, yeah, look at that smiling <laughs> face right there. <laughs> the disapproval of cuteness. <laughs> <laughs> I disapprove of all things cute. Anything as cute as I don't I don't like it. Oh, 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 oh. well, boys. So, yeah, Ghostbuster news. Uh, but, you know, honestly, before we got in, <clears throat> like before we get into the Ghostbuster news, there is one thing I would like us to take a brief moment to watch. Uh, and, and to provide some some comments on, uh, and it's the nerd popcorn for today, uh, and it's it's a it's a little a little trailer that popped up on the interwebs uh, called Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. <laughs> All so right. so let's let's just let's we're gonna just, lead uh, we're gonna lead tonight with Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> let's just let's just give this a little Google. Let's <laughs> g- <laughs> All right, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> uh, 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 Rage you nerds, Beavis and Butthead. We're gonna we're gonna watch them do the universe or some such nonsense. Uh, to to keep everything in a flowy order, I'm just gonna we're just gonna watch it from this screen. So hopefully everything works for you boys. Uh, but cool. I'll, I'll I'll minimize this so that way you have a bigger picture. Oh, hey, yes. And... I've always liked it when I'm bigger. And uh, we're done. All right, here we go. This is Beavis and Butthead do the universe on Paramount Plus. We're coming soon to Paramount Plus. Beavis and Butthead do the universe, a new movie streaming June 23rd, exclusively on Paramount Plus. Beavis. Oh hell, death changes everything. (laughs) (laughs) I am utterly amazed that Beavis and Butthead is still a thing nowadays. (laughs) <laughs> right? But, damn it, that looks funny. <laughs> you know, and the the great concept, Beavis and Butthead was, I mean, it was, it was, it was pre-South Park, but, like, it's, it's, it's not a spinoff of South Park, but I'm just, I'm using my words, you know, cult, uh, anyway, uh, like, it, it, it mimics that South Park kind of dumbassery, I guess, for lack of a better word, um, where it was kind of like, if you combined what we know now as South Park and Seinfeld, it's kind of a show about two teenage kids that do nothing, you know, and um, wind up in all these precarious situations, and it's just stupid. The whole point of it was just to be dumb. I'm glad they're back, and I'm actually kind of excited. And I was never a big Beavis and Butthead fan. I watched uh, Beavis and Butthead do American. I'd seen, you know, several of the shows um, or several of the episodes from when they were on the air uh, back in M- – was that MTV? That yep, was MTV, MTV, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that was MTV around the time where they're like, music videos, other stuff. Music videos, other stuff. And now they're just completely like, other stuff. Um, but no, uh, I, I'm kind of, I, I'm I'm stoked for this. And be, not because I think it's going to be great, because I think it's going to be epic. <laughs> and uh, it's not going to make any sense. It's just going to be there to, to, to make you laugh at your childhood. There's, there's parents our age across the... United States right now going, oh, son, come here. Let me tell you about Beavis and Butthead. They're they're twelve year olds that are going to be going to the movies with their middle aged, you know, fathers and mothers to watch and be. It's like it's sort of this. It's like the opposite version of Bugs Bunny, right? <laughs> Bugs Bunny keeps getting passed down generation. It's like, it's wholesome fun. It's cartoons. I want to show my my children that. And like all 80s and 90s babies right now that are parents are like, oh, this is going to be so great. 
That's all I have well, to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, listen, this is going to be an interesting adventure. That's for sure. But it's Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus has taken an interesting approach to the streaming wars. Um, they, they've locked up South Park to a $900 billion contract for like 20 years worth of content after the fact of what they've already put out there for Comedy Central. So, I don't know. Paramount Plus is staking an interesting claim. And honestly, I think Seth MacFarlane would love to get on it because he hates Fox. He would like to be off Fox. Um, but I don't know. I think so. I, I'd rather watch this than Family Guy anyways. Yeah. yeah. TJ, where, where are you at on this? Where are you at on Beavis and Butthead? Like I said, I'm surprised it's even still a thing anymore. Um, I mean, it's, you got to love that juvenile humor in it. You know, we're just like uh, 69. <laughs> you said butt cheeks. <laughs> you know, and then just the the constant like, you know, references of something going inside something else. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just it's it's absolutely utterly dumb, but awesome all in the same. That's fair. That's fair. That is very Indeed. fair, young young TJ. And I never I never watched Beavis and Butthead. I saw Beavis and Butthead do America, but I never watched actual Beavis and Butthead. I think but. we're all I think all three of us are on the same boat of that because I never had MTV growing up. I didn't have right. that newfangled <laughs> MTV VH1. growing up. We had VH1 exactly. But yeah, so I I did not get to necessarily enjoy the Butthead and Beavis in their actual run, but I did see Beavis and Butthead do America. And uh, it still makes me laugh thinking about the guy that did uh, the the kind of transition and opening and outro for Unsolved Mysteries as like the yeah. I forget was he an FBI agent or a Texas or like a ranger that was like hunting down <laughs> uh, Beavis and Butthead or who yeah. we thought were were domestic terrorist uh, right yeah and then what was it? Alan know, Alan uh. What was his name? Dude, Unsolved Mysteries scarred me as a child. Kind of creepy. This was around that same time. Uh, So I I do want to say this, and I thought that was kind of fun. So like MTV, like what we know as MTV now, which is not what it was in the 80s and 90s, it was a premium channel. And at the time, we had a thing called cable, kids, you see? So like you had your basic hookup, and you had your local NBC, ABC, CBS affiliates, and then there was a Fox one in there too, usually. Um, (laughs) Other than that... Hookup. (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) but like you know hbo you know which is still premium but like you know if you if you're uh, subscribed to direct tv or dish or hulu plus live tv whatever they call it youtube live youtube like the streaming services that air television shows it's all part of that now it wasn't back then so like we if we didn't if you didn't have mtv in your area and where we were in the sticks like, MTV wasn't a thing. We all knew about MTV. We all wanted MTV, but we got VH1 instead, you know? So, uh, which was kind of cool there, too, because we got, you know, that's part of the reason I am such a Metallica fan that I am, is I got to see an episode of Metallica behind the music. But MTV was like, for us kids in the sticks, was kind of like an unheard, kind of like a treasure trove kind of musical thing. We just... We knew what it was. We couldn't get to it, but, but we knew about it because we had relatives in other places that like the first time I watched an episode of Beavis and Butthead, I was in Wichita, Kansas um, with my family up in Wichita, Kansas. They had MTV and I was like, ha ah, ah, ha, they have more channels than I do. What, whatever. That's also how I discovered Cinemax, by the way. Um, <laughs> but that's another story for another time. Um, it's actually a pretty funny story. But uh, anyways, Beavis and Butthead, that's like, that's how I got introduced to Beavis and Butthead. And I was just like, even as a kid, I was like, it's kind of funny, but like I don't get it. <laughs> and like even now, it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of funny, but I don't know what they're doing, you know. <laughs> TJ, what about like them damn I mean, boys I, doing in my tool shit? Was that like okay? Was that the kind of like was that the catalyst for what became that was, Hank Hill? That was like proto Hank Hill. Honestly. Okay, yeah, it was like is like a Hank Hill beta. <laughs> yeah, he he uh, he he kept that voice going on into Hank Hill, and honestly. Uh, it does feel like a lot of his, like being disappointed and unsure of young people, uh, is also a character trait that carried over to Hank from, uh, Beavis and Butthead's neighbor who received plenty at the, at the urging of, uh, Unsolved Mystery Guys, 
plenty of of cavity searches during Beavis and Butthead do America. Uh, get that man a cavity search, top to bottom. Don't leave any crevices. <laughs> so, Those boys Jared. are in my tool shed. Yeah. Robert Stack. Is his Robert name. Stack. Robert Stack, yes. There was nothing more terrifying in the 80s than hearing that like It's almost like Halloween 2.0. You knew whatever you were about to watch. Somebody probably died under mysterious circumstances, and it was your next-door neighbor or looked just like them. And then at the end of it all, it's kind of like, and the killer has never been found. And all you're thinking of is like, is it my neighbor that's done that? And like your neighbors are like Pentecostal people. They're like, oh, they're happy. And they're just every time you go out in the front porch, you're like, did he kill Miss So-and-so? <laughs> it was very damaging. There's, well, there, uh, uh, we don't have to do it right now, but there's there's one story that I could re- relate to as a kid on Unsolved Mysteries that uh, kind of happened in real life. And um, yeah, I'd watch the episode of Unsolved Mysteries and then something kind of happened but anyways um but yeah like unsolved mysteries if you if you grew up watching unsolved mysteries and like anything unsolved mysteries related it just like it freaks you out and i'm still freaked out to this day and this this is actual place that i went to by the way tj i don't know i've told you this story maybe i might have i don't know maybe i didn't tj were you told stories i was told stories long time ago way back when stories you don't even know about stuff. I can tell you about the future. <laughs> Let's see. This so, is my impression yeah. of a very old Doc Brown. On that note, we do have conversations of the future, and those conversations are of past because it's Ghostbusters. So. So two, actually, like four things that I actually legit, actually three things that I for sure care about and like four to five total things were released from Ghostbuster Day. And two of the big ones is that not only is there going to be an animated feature length film, there will be an animated series coming to Netflix that is executive produced by Jason Reitman. Boys! How are we feeling about not only another movie in the Ghostbuster sphere, but also a return to an animated series, which is honestly something I have been clamoring for since I found out that Ghostbust, the real Ghostbusters wasn't even showing up on syndication anymore. TJ, you want to take a point on this? Uh, you go ahead. So, um, being anything, if you've watched the show before, you know that the three of us are pretty much um fanatics when it comes to ghostbusters so i'm at the point in my life right now uh being a couple years away from 40 years old that anything ghostbusters related with the exception of a certain thing we don't talk about in 2016 (laughs) um so anyway um don't watch it stupid no uh (laughs) anything moment of rage um I like I welcome all anything Ghostbusters right now. Like I you know, after Afterlife it kind of invigorated. And the fact that they're really willing to do this after after I, I think Afterlife got some tread. I think there's a lot of uh, people our age that have their kids watch this and their kids are now kind of like, "Well, show me how it started, daddy," or however they talk. Um, you know, <laughs> and like it's sort of I feel like Ghostbusters is really kind of getting reinvigorated and for one, I'm I'm just absolutely excited as hell about that because it just means more things that I can watch. But it's also cool that to know that like had it not been for our generation, you know, making Afterlife what it was, this I mean, Afterlife could have very well been the end of the Ghostbusters franchise. And I think I think they left Easter eggs in it because they wanted to continue, but I think they also the way they ended the movie movie with before the Easter egg is it was kind of like a closure kind of thing. It's like we could do something else, but we don't have to. It's just kind of here. Let's see how the movie does. And, of course, it blew up. It's really more of an, a niche market. It, it just, I mean, I'm super excited for this, though. Like anything related to Ghostbusters right now, I'm in. And not just for me, but, you know, for you and your kids, too. And then, like, you know, my son, he, he loves Ghostbusters. He doesn't, he doesn't quite understand everything yet as a 10-year-old, but, like, he's – you know, he doesn't. Have, he needs a proton pack, is what he needs. That's his Christmas present. I've already decided. Grant, if you're watching tonight um, at your mother's house on Wi-Fi, 
I don't know why you sh- would be, but he's probably the kid's a tech weirdo. He's better than I am. Uh, no, Dad, you just got to do it this way. I was like, I don't know how to do iPhones. <laughs> and it was at that moment in my life where I was like, I'm the grouchy old man. <laughs> Dad, can you help me out with this? I was like, ask Uncle TJ. He's got an iPhone. <laughs> I don't know how to do this iPhone stuff. Get off my lawn. Anyways, yeah, Ghostbusters. Anything Ghostbusters, I'm in. Well, we've lost Jared. TJ, you have any, you have any ideas? <laughs> Jared has gone bye-bye, TJ. What have you got left? Jared, when someone asks if you're a god, you say yes. Um, yeah, so here's my only gripe is that it's going to be on Netflix. It means I'm going to have to resubscribe to uh, Netflix. Well, we're going to do the same time. Things. Eventually, but for like a month. But, you know, if like a Ghostbusters movie and series and all this stuff comes out, plus what are they going to do? Are they going to bring also, you know, all the old Ghostbusters animated stuff to Netflix as well? Because that's the way to do it right there. I mean, mm-hmm. start just, you know, taking all this stuff. Oh, we're going to we're going to put the old stuff on Netflix like a month before. Then we're going to drop the new series and then we're going to drop the movie that, you know, it's I, I am I'm interested in this. I am more interested in another live action but something I, I heard about a while back but we i don't think we've ever mentioned have y'all heard there's a new ghostbusters video game coming out this is yeah. twitch i figure we should probably yeah, talk about so, a video so, game so, so that once a year that's actually uh the next topic point if you're really if you're curious yeah well well that was a so perfect I, segue right there so it i didn't i don't like- I, I don't. I don't think I specifically put um, the spirit, uh, the spirits unleashed, but I planned on talking about it uh, because they announced a VR. But when they announced the VR, so let's just go ahead and switch over. And TJ, I'm totally in agreement with you. I think if they are going to make an animated series, that's great and grand. I'm con- my concern exists with that they're going to potentially tinker with everything because I keep seeing. The, the quote of a new portion of the Ghostbuster world, a new friend, like a new, a new part, a new story in the future. And I'm like, ah, they're going to do too much weird stuff. And all they have to do is have Peter Ray Egon Winston and that's it. And then it's good. Um, but so I, I do have some hesitancy to see what they unleash with their, uh, with their new animated film which I think that one probably has a lot more question marks for me. But an animated series, I think I can get behind fairly easy, even if they do go a little bit weird with it. It took you know, me a while to warm up to Ghostbusters or Extreme Ghostbusters, but I eventually did. You know, it would be neat if they if they did like an animated series that takes place right after Afterlife and leads into the next movie. That'd be good. That'd be great. That'd be smart. They're probably not going to do it. I don't have that much faith in Sony. That sounds like a great idea. (laughs) Sounds like a great idea. If it sounds like a great idea, Sony's not going to do it. Yeah, and I wish, I hope Netflix and Sony. If you would like me to continue giving money to Netflix after July first, when the last half of Stranger Things' most recent season comes out, you got to do what TJ said. You have to put the real Ghostbusters on Netflix. If you do that, I'll stay with Netflix until they inevitably remove it again. Until they inevitably remove it again to upset me, oh, yeah. but but I don't think it's that simple. I think I think there's some uh, distribution rights there that might be clogged up with time. Juana. It's all about buying a license for a certain amount of time uh, for for streaming anyway. So if it's a Time Warner thing, and of course Time Warner can decide not to release these things too. That's the other problem. If you know Netflix says, "Hey, I'll give you X dollars if I can air these episodes for." so many years or so many months and you guys get X percentage, you know, and time Warner says, okay, cool. But if time Warner says, "Mm, no, then, you know, Netflix is kind of dead in the water on that. Uh, I hope they can get it because like, I cannot see why time Warner would not, especially right now, um, with with everything, the way it is in the world, like people just kind of like, they want to take their minds off, you know, day to day things. And, Again, we're talking about people our age that watch this stuff growing up. You know, I can't – there's a lot of people probably working from home right now that would have been like, man, I sure could go for some real Ghostbusters or Cowboys and Moo Mesa or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Remember Cowboys and Moo Mesa? Um, I tried to find that on Amazon. I can't. Uh, but no, no, I think uh, – I, I don't know why Time Warner wouldn't do it because it's in their best interest. They're going to make some money off of it. Netflix is going to make some money off of it. Next, Netflix is probably going to get 
you know, a lot of subscribers to continue subscribing, like I'll drop HBO Max. You know, <laughs> you heard here. That's, that's a bold damn Max. claim. That's that's ballsy. That's that's a bold one. That's a hot take. Uh, Front Relic uh, agrees with you, TJ. Uh, it sounds like a good idea, so there's probably no way in hell that Sony's <laughs> going to go through with it. Uh, but another good idea TJ had was segueing into the next topic. And that next topic is, so Ghostbusters has a new VR game that they announced at Ghostbusters Day. It's called Ghostbusters Academy. It's VR, and I'm going to be real honest, much how Jared was on his old man soapbox for uh, plugging up the cords or whatever to the iPhone. Uh, I feel that way about virtual reality gaming. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of get nauseous just thinking about the idea and concept of all of that. And that yeah, I know that makes me sound old. And the reality is I am old for what the demographic is of this platform of Twitch. But those of you watching on Facebook, I, I'm, your, I'm your age. Um, <laughs> but to TJ's question of a Ghostbuster game, a console and PC game has been announced. It's called Spirits Unleashed, and they've been releasing content showing, like, the Tobin Spirit Guides involved and, like, all these goodies, and it plays kind of like a, um... It kind of plays like, ah, what is the... Uh, there's a game that's already kind of out. It, it It's made by the same developers of the Jason, or the the Friday the 13th okay. game. Okay, yeah. I can't think of their names, though, but yeah, where, yeah, yeah, where yeah. there's like Where there's, like, players, and then there's another player or AI-controlled villain... And so how this Ghostbusters uh, Spirits Unleashed works is that you can be cooperatively playing with other team members and you're trying to hunt a ghost. Or you could be the ghost and you're essentially tormenting um, uh, the players. That does so count. It, it sounds, sounds kind of fun. Sounds pretty interesting. Sounds pretty interesting. I, I'd, I'm, I'd be, I'm curious to see what all they do with it because I don't think they're going to go super crazy with it. There's not going to be a storyline or anything to it outside of maybe some some dialogue that pops up. Winston seems to be heavily involved in this. Uh, so, and by Winston, I mean Ernie Hudson as Winston. Uh, but yeah, that has now been officially stated. It's coming out by the end of this year, fall 2022, winter 2022. So that game is on the horizon for those of you that would like to bust some ghosts. That's smart. They'll probably release it like in November, right before Black Friday to kind of hit that. It'd be great. Yeah, like the you know big Christmas shopping season, get a lot of people to buy it. Word. TJ, you're so damn smart. He is. Well, I did save a cat today, so. <laughs> yeah, you missed. I, I don't know if he told you, Jared, but he no, had some he heroic sure had some heroic business going on today, and then he yeah. ate a steak. Well, he ate a steak, and then he saved a cat. Uh, sure, he didn't eat a, sure didn't save a steak and eat a cat. You know, well, I just wonder why I kept coughing up a hairball. Da 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 Don't sue us, Peta. <laughs> Have We're you guys? Kidding. So, so a little bit out. So a little bit, a lot of bit out of the Ghostbusters realm. There, uh, recently, Peta has come out and said uh, has congratulated Amazon Prime's <sighs> The Boys for their work to use a CGI octopus instead of a real octopus. And eating it live. So, oh gosh, have, that, you, seen, I don't, <laughs> have you seen the boys like that episode in it? Yet? I have seen that I episode. Seen Timothy, the boys oh yet. my god, that like that was so uncomfortable to watch. Timothy and had a family. It was just like it's my it's my best friend Timothy. <laughs> he had a family. Eat it deep, <laughs> man. That that show is that show, man. That show is something. And I there was a new episode that came out today. I haven't seen it yet, but Jared. Have you seen any of the boys, Jerry? I haven't yet. No, it's kind of one of those. I'm just it's it's like um, well, it's like any other series that I kind of want to watch right now. I'm kind of waiting until it's done so I can kind of binge it um, because th there's so much I want to watch. And a lot of it right now, believe it or not, has piqued my interest other than Marvel is um, like YouTube reaction videos. Um, so, yeah, uh, with series for me, it's easier if I can sit down and 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 watch it, you know. Um, for example, last weekend, Quantum Leap was on, <laughs> and I was like, record! <laughs> um, and I watched Quantum Leap, like most of it, it's just, it's weird, it's it's hard for me to do series now, um, which series used to be my thing, and I didn't want to do movies. It's kind of reversed now, except for when I see a series, it's kind of like, I'm hooked to it. 
you know, I want to watch every episode that's on, that's on, that's on. So the easiest way for me to do that is to wait till they're all done. <laughs> that way I can sit down and just say, play. I don't have to wait till next week. I don't have to wait till next season. It's done recording. They post-production. It's been six years since. And I think the thing that ruined me on that, I'm not blaming COVID. It's probably COVID. But I'm blaming Stranger Things. And The Expanse uh, was kind of involved in that, too. Because, like, you get so engrossed in these. And then it's like, oh, pandemic. What do you mean I'm going to have to wait a year for the next exactly. episode? Exactly. Sherlock fans can relate, right? Um, <laughs> which Sherlock is a totally different ball. Doctor Who fans can relate, especially the new ones when they're like, oh, we've got a new actor and they're going to be there again. And hey, Doctor Who, we got a new Doctor Who. Um, uh, I'm sorry, we've got a new doctor. Sorry, Whovians, Whovians. I am a Whovian. It's slip of the tongue, Freudian slip. But uh, I don't know. Um, what was I talking about? <laughs> that was the rabbit trail extreme right there is what that was. I started Jared, talking about Pringles, and we ended up back here at the Death Star. Jared, what I want you to do is wait one beat and then say that uh, what I've really been getting into is reaction videos. So give me one beat and do that again. What I've been really getting into is reaction videos. Reaction videos? Holy shit! We got a bunch of those at Rage You Nerds on YouTube. We're reacting to all sorts of crap. Mostly trailers. If you like movie trailer reactions or series reaction trailers, you better believe we got a shit ton, a literal truck of them, full of them. The boys. We did some 90s stuff. She-Hulk. I don't even know if I'm going to watch She-Hulk, but I reacted. Reacted like a mother trucker. And you might be saying to yourself, Chris, Jared, TJ, what if I don't want to watch you react to trailers of movies and or TV shows? Guess what, you beautiful son of a bitch. We also do horror movie reactions. That's right, horror movie shorts, we react. We even did the whole damn first Halloween. Not that crap that came out with Rob Zombie, which we're going to watch a trailer of his later from the Musters. The old one. The good one. The one God intended. So, our YouTube, Rage You Nerds, we react to stuff. There you go. There you go. I think we did good. I didn't realize I was being set up when I was told to do that, but hey, you got you got your shot, Mister Keck. So Ghostbusters. Um. So I think so. Clearly, I'm more interested in in the uh, PC console game that's going to come out sooner. But the the Academy thing kind of sounds interesting uh, because it's apparently you're doing this VR and you're being trained to be a Ghostbuster. And I think I, I read the quote of something like, you'll be starting cleaning the sewers up into the buildings of New York. And it's like, that's a weird starting point, but you're probably being hazed as a new one. Wait a minute, is this uh, Ghostbusters or dirty jobs? You know, here's the thing about like the whole VR thing. Is it like the whole, the, the VR where you get the headset and you have the, the, you know, hand things and you actually have to sit yes. there and move around kind of thing. Yep. I don't like those. And granted, I've never played them, but I'm also a cranky old man at this point. Um, but I don't, if I, I can't play this game because I don't want to end up like on a TikTok video where I'm slamming something into a TV. <laughs> you know, that's fair. TJ, TJ just came through, by the way. TJ just came through with classic TJ. <laughs> classic TJ. And I'm sure there are some classic Jared moments out there, but I love it. TJ was like, you know what? I don't really like it. I've never done it. <laughs> I've seen enough of those. I've seen like enough it. of those videos where someone's sitting there, they got the the headset on, and they're just like slinging their arms around, and all of a Next sudden, like you know, they just fall yeah. like head first into a TV, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's so funny!" Yeah, shut the fuck up. That thing probably costs like you know eight hundred bucks. Yeah. Okay, I'm telling you right now. When Grant had his little VR thing and he was doing that thing around the living room, that was my thing. I was like, "Get away from the television." <laughs> Get back. I built a fence in front of it. Like the Blues Brothers chicken wire fence. So if he'd let go of the remote, it would hit the chicken wire. It also I works whenever he gets drunk and throws beer bottles at the TV. Yes, I hate when he does that. My 10-year-old, he gets so <laughs> drunk. He's got a problem. I mean, let's just face it. I, some, da, say da, da, da. some say that I'm an enabler. I just say I'm, you know. <laughs> well, Jared, like they to... say that because you buy it all the time. <laughs> For I, I, listen, because he's like, Dad, go to the store and get me some beer. 
that's okay. Yes, he does say that. But no. <laughs> but here's the thing. Just because I say, son, this is in the closet locked up. Don't touch it. And he thinks he can just go in there whenever he wants when I'm not home. I've told him no. This is a really bad segment uh, that I feel like <laughs> will come back to bite us in the ass later. Yeah, I'm just going to get you in. I'm just kid. kidding, Internet. My 10-year-old does not drink alcohol. I do. Sometimes excessively even. <laughs> but why is the rum gone? That's me. That's But no, my 10-year-old son does not. I, this is a gag. It's satire. FBI agent watching me. Please don't come to my house in a... Oh, shit. Let your FBI agent in. We've got trailer reactions on the YouTube channel. Rage you nerds. Dot something or other. You'll find it. Look at our stuff. We got a link tree. You know, do it. Just do it. Just Dear, do it. Not gonna do it. I'm not, not gonna, gonna do it. Not gonna do it. I'll tell you, though, I would be absolutely shocked <laughs> the first time your son ever does have a beer. I don't want to talk about that right now because I know my father and I know me. <laughs> Ironically enough, Mr. Cat knows my father too. I've seen him before. He's been around once or twice. No, he's been around. Seen him in his underwear. Oh, there you go. All right. Um, so the next topic is, I think, <laughs> Jared, ponder, ponder, ponder. Not recently. And hold. <laughs> Not recently. And hold. 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 Uh, Front Relic said Rob Zombie's so? Halloween wasn't bad, and to that, you're not. I'm. I don't disagree with you. You're right. I don't know if I his second one was. Yeah, the second <laughs> one. The, the second, second one. I mean, part two. The remake was atrocious. atrocious. I, th- yeah, I think. It, I think if he just stopped with the first one, and you know, there was some stuff that I didn't love about the first one, but the second one, yeah, just wasn't good. Like discuss that at Halloween. Just, <laughs> yeah, we did. I mean, it's just Rob Zombie's propensity to. Well, we're going to incorporate rape. And it's just like, ah, you can well, do okay. horror without so, that. Not only that, and we'll get into it real quick. It's just a quick conversation. But Rob Rob Zombie has a tendency to beat a dead horse. Like, he sees the horse dead there on the ground. There's maggots in the horse. This took a dark turn. Rob, Rob Zombie has a tendency to beat a dead horse. There's the horse. He's lying on the ground. He's dead. And Rob Zombie thinks to himself, hmm, I've got myself a baseball bat. He's not Irish. But anyways, if he were, that's what he'd say. And then he just proceeds to just... Beat the shit out of this horse. What he did with Halloween was like we spent in enti- we we spent a third of the movie on Michael Myers' childhood. It's like we get it. He's a deranged child that has emotional problems. Can we move on now and get to the stabby wabby? And um, it just he did. But the other side of that argument is he has amazing attention to detail and really wants to tell a story. Well, that's great. We know the story. Michael Myers is nuts and he likes to stab people. Let's get to that brief moment of the childhood and bunch of stabby webby and boobies because that's, you know, what we do here at Michael Myers, Inc. I want to see a Rob Zombie movie after he sees this and just puts a guy in there <laughs> that's Irish that just walks around with a baseball bat just trying to find dead animals going, well, I'm going to baseball bat. <laughs> you said Irish guy, but you did like a Cognate London guy. Yeah, well, I, I can't know, do Irish. Just hit a bit, your dead horse. Hey, Roy, Roy. My problem Sorry, with London, Rob Zombie is it's 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 not the visual content; it's the audio content. And by that, I mean I. You can make a point without dropping the f bomb, you know, thirty-seven he times in a single a sentence. Like between so, Halloween's one and two and all three House of a Thousand Corpses, like if you were to combine that into one movie, Pulp Fiction on the F bomb doesn't stand a chance. I actually think Pulp Fiction got beat um, a couple years ago by another film because they said the F bomb so many times. But like nobody's got a well, Tarantino's close, um, but nobody's got a candle in the wind. It's like Rob Zombie is just like, what do you want me to say here? It's like oh, just just use the F word like in six times in one sentence. Use the F bomb six times in one sentence. And poor Harvey Keitel, <laughs> or not Harvey, not Harvey Keitel. Uh, ah, the Devil's Rejects, the sheriff. He was in The Rock. Anyways, I can't think of his name. But like, it reminds me. It reminds me of '90s um, Jerry Bruckheimer stuff, like The Rock and stuff like that. It's like, what's the line? Uh, drop the bunny, okay? And you know what? Maybe you should add, drop the fucking bunny. Um, what is he doing? Going to the store. Going to the store. <laughs> you know, it's like they, they were like, let's insert this word wherever we can 
25 times. But, sir, that doesn't make sense. It's the 90s. I don't care. So, currently, Pulp Fiction rates number 36 on most F-bombs used. Whoa! They dropped out of the top 10 rapido, which is Spanish for quick. The Wolf of Wall Street is probably the one you're thinking of. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that beat it recently, but there's been a lot of stuff that's beat it recently, apparently. What's number one? Just on curiosity. You're, let me try that again. What's number one, just out of curiosity, on the list you're looking at? Uh, it's from I or it's from uh, Wikipedia, so we know it's 100% accurate. Oh, yeah. Um, it's uh, called SwearNet. The movie has 935 times that F-bomb was dropped. Whereas How long is Pulp- the movie? I don't know. Runtime, 112 minutes. So okay. uh, a rate of wait, 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 uh, one wait, every eight point three five minutes. What? What? Okay, so that one shouldn't count because because that sounds like a movie that was intentionally made to say the f word that many times. It's a Canadian comedy film written and directed by people. Um, they don't matter. Uh, it, it sounds like they made this film to set the record for f bombs. So who's that's number two? Just, well, just in comparison, real quick, that's um, once that's an f bomb every twelve seconds. Who's number two on that list? I think my math is correct. Somebody math out there. Somebody math me. 100, 112 minutes. 100 what minutes? Eight, uh, it's, it's, it says a rate per minute, 8.35 per minute. Okay, so my math wasn't like horrible. So the... Uh, 400 or so. There's a documentary called Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> these are cheating. <laughs> so it what's the third one? <laughs> yes, and it had 857, but it's a documentary, so we're not counting that. Um, okay. So the real number two movie would be The Wolf of Wall Street, or if you want to not count swearing at the movie, it would be Wolf of Wall Street would be number one. I think Wolf of Wall Street. I think Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, yeah. But Straight Outta Compton had three hundred ninety-two. Um, those are rookie numbers. <laughs> you gotta bump Menace, those up. Menace to Society and Goodfellas both had three hundred. Nice. Uh, let's wow, see. Wow, Goodfellas beat Pulp Fiction. Yes. Um, the Big Lebowski had two hundred eighty-one. Yeah, uh, bunch. Pulp Fiction had 265. Wow. Jay and Silent Bob strike back, come very close with 248. Could you imagine if Silent Bob talked the entire movie? Mm. <laughs> They'd have broke that record. They'd have broke that record, buddy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, Ghostbusters. So, so Ghostbusters has video games coming out, and we can't wait. Uh, I feel like we I don't talked know. about this an hour ago. I think I think I think if I think when the console comes out, the console game comes out later this year, I probably am going to lean into purchasing that and maybe we uh maybe we check that out on a stream or something, but I'd be interested. I'm interested. So, I'm genuinely interested in that I game. If I still had a console, like I'd be interested in purchasing it too and like we could like uh and now if Jared still had a console, he could do it as well and we could I all three like one. set up in, and play like and do what like Twitch is meant to do and play a video game on it and just be horrible. <laughs> What? With a, what? Wait, what? Hey, I was gonna say this earlier, Jared, but I Who forgot. Said my it fingers, isn't already. My finger's really close to the camera. Um, I was gonna say this earlier, but Jared, mm-hmm. I'd much rather you beat on a horse than beat off a horse. All right, good night. Uh, All right. So here is. I think that was a CSI Miami one, though. Much rather you beat on a horse than beat off. Yeah! I don't know. I like the Friends one. I like the Friends one. It does kind of. It's more playful. Just Ross looking, Ross staring. What did you do? Okay. So we were on a break from the horse, the dead horse. All right. So this one is probably the biggest news, right? So. Jason Reitman, son of Ivan Reitman, along with giving some glowing words about his father and some dedication to his father in Ghost Corpse, I think the road, the street name that leads uh, past Ghost Corpse on the Sony lot is now Ivan Reitman Way. We now have confirmation that Ghostbusters Afterlife will be getting a sequel. It will take place in New York City, and it is tentatively for production reasons right now, codenamed firehouse boys what are you feeling about a ghostbusters afterlife sequel bringing us back to new york city tj let me oh damn sorry i was trying to mute in time but i couldn't get to (laughs) what do you think about ghostbusters afterlife tj shit (laughs) i mean uh ectoplasm all right jared you're up (laughs) all right and hold 
So as I said before, anything Ghostbusters related right now, I'm, I'm in for green light. Like I'm waiting to see what they do. Even if I don't like it, I'm waiting to see where they go, what they do. I want it all. Um, like I said about Afterlife, I feel like they left it open. It could like end sharply right there with us going, ooh, it was a good ending. All right, closure. But with the Easter egg at the end, it kind of like it left it open. Hey, things are good. My question is, like, do the kids from Oklahoma, otherwise known as Arizona, or uh, wherever they're at, it's not Oklahoma, because um, I've been to Oklahoma. I'm 35 miles from Oklahoma. I haven't seen anything in Oklahoma that looks like that. Having said that, um, are they going to bring them to New York? Because if so... That'd be pretty cool. If they don't, it still could be pretty cool. I'm going to watch it either way. I mean, let's just be honest. We're going to watch it either way. Um, but I like the fact, I, I like how Afterlife kind of sort of molded a crop potentially of new Ghostbusters. And if that's where the future is going, because, I mean, let's face it, Bill's probably, I, Bill said he'd be like, I'd be willing to do it, but that's it. I don't think, I don't think Bill's in this. I think, I think Dan may have us part and i think ernie hudson's gonna have a real big part as like a mentor kind of figure if i'm predicting it right now i don't know if it's the kids from oklahoma or if they're you know training kids in queens to be ghostbusters but i feel like ernie hudson is going to be that ghostbuster senior that is like the uh janine's probably going to be there too um but like and uh, so code names are two things they're to throw you off but they're also to give you some insight about what it might be about. Firehouse, New York-based. Firehouse could be, uh, you know, to throw off the scent of, like, it could be a Ghostbusters Academy type thing. Because that's what I'm kind of thinking. And I may be dead wrong, but uh, either way, I'm going to watch it, and I'm excited about it. But, um, TJ, what do you think about it? Uh, please don't sneeze. <laughs> Sorry, that was my impression of TJ sneezing. It was a piss Continue. poor impression. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a piss poor person. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, I'm interested <laughs> Ghostbusters. in Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, Ghostbusters. Are we sure we're not talking about beating a dead horse? Um, With Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> uh, it's another Ghostbusters movie. Uh, I hope it takes place, at least part of it, in the firehouse. And, you know, even if they just stick with that title, sure. Hell yeah. Why not? Be pretty awesome. Go for it. You know, if they bring in new people, yeah, you know, great. Um, I'd still like to see Ernie Hudson reprise his role. Um I'd like to see the kids from the afterlife come back, which I, you know, it's, I, I can see like, uh, Egon's family moving back to New York. Cause weren't they in like from yes. New York originally? Yep. Right. I, I can see them moving back to New York, but I can't see podcasts just going with them. You know, yeah. like yeah. I can see podcasts being like, I can see them calling podcasts up on the phone and him having like a very small part in it. But I can't see much more of, you know, other than, you know, she moves her family back to New York, at which point, like, Ernie helps them out, um, you know, get on their feet and then starts training the kids to be Ghostbusters and working with them while introducing some adult characters who, you know, could possibly legally drive the car through New York City and not, you know, illegally drive it through a field. Yeah. So that that's All probably good. that's that's probably my thing, right? Is that I would love I would love for there to be um the the original characters from Ghostbuster Afterlife in there. But yeah, I'm with you, TJ. Like, okay, so you could probably finagle uh the 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 Spanglers back, of course, because that makes total sense. But like Finn Wolfhard's love interest uh podcast um mr gruberson like unless he like marries into the family or he's dating and decides to up and uproot himself but he's a teacher like the he's only, just gonna leave behind <laughs> the only way i can see it working the only way i can see it working is if well like in didn't in afterlife that take place like in summer vacation and then she was like going to summer school yes which yes. was kind of the whole thing like the only way i can see it working where you bring everyone else back and then, you know, the, the Spangler family moving to New York and then them bringing all those other characters back. If they're like, oh, it's summer vacation. We're going to go up to New York and visit our friends. And then chaos ensues, right? Yeah. That's yeah, cool, and I, I guess the other thing is, like, how do you, like, 
because I would like to see Phoebe as a Ghostbuster. Finn Finn yeah. Wolfhard's character, I forget what he's what his name is. Um, but the Finn Wolfhard character, eh, he's just kind of I drive. I'm dumb. I got long curly hair. Uh, and it's like, all right, you can drive. But like I, I want to see Phoebe, because Phoebe was the standout star to me. I would like to see Phoebe as a Ghostbuster, but the reality is I don't know how you do that in a way that makes sense, logis- like logically, with alright, this fifteen this fifteen year old girl saved us once. You're now a Ghostbuster, sweetheart, before you can drive. We're gonna put a pack on you and you're gonna be with these grown people hunting down spirits here in New York City. <laughs> okay, so in fairness though, really quick to her, for a fifteen year old, she's like way smarter than a lot of them. Agreed, so, agreed. I could totally see a Ray scenario there where he's like, no, you understand what it takes and you blah, 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 and, and, and sort of wind their way around and, and make it happen. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I could totally see her being, if done correctly, realistically, the star of the franchise. I really could. I think it'd be hilarious if you have like the grown people recruits. I'm not going to say men because I'm sure there'll be a woman in there uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but seeing them come in and like Winston's leading the charge. So to, to help you guys out, uh, Ernie Hudson was the one that kind of did like the, some talking uh, at the Ghostbusters Day kind of presenting. And they sh- I think they showed like the little production clip thing that we have a picture of. Um, but he said that, you know, he's he's going from being the one needing a steady paycheck to the one writing the paychecks. Uh, so Ernie Hudson, I think, is very confident. Like, I think we can very confidently write him in in yeah. pen. He will be part of this sequel and he will be a focal point as a leadership within the Ghostbusters, whatever it's now becoming. And of course, Dan Aykroyd will be there because Dan Aykroyd lives, breathes, and is Ghostbusters. So I can't see him. Bill Murray, to your point, Jared, I think we probably may not see Bill Murray. And I think that's honestly, I'm so happy he came back to do Afterlife. If he wants to be done with this now, I think I am at a point in my life where I can say, all right. I can embrace that, Same. and I think it's I think it's because I really like uh, McKenna Grace's character Phoebe. I really want to see more of Phoebe and what yeah. she becomes because I think it'd be hilarious. You have like the new Ghostbuster recruits, and they're like talking to Winston. And then Winston introduces them to the to the one in charge, and it's Phoebe. It's little ass Phoebe, and and I can already tell like I can already see her doing like an icebreaker opening joke that is just. Awful. Not awful, yeah. <laughs> and then I she know. winks. <laughs> I, I can see Wink. something like instant, like her not being like the leader of the group, but like, um, kind of like the well, like the not the tech support, but essentially the tech support. You know, the the person who sits there and and makes the gadgets and and you know has all this stuff and kind of really tells them like how to use it, and then like not really have her out there you know, busting ghosts the whole time, but kind until, of like, Egon's end, guidance, maybe. Yeah. But like, you know, but like towards the end, like she needs to be the one to save the day because why the hell not? Right. That's fair. I, I think, I think I'm what, in, I think what you, I'm in, I, yeah, I'm into, I'm into, I'm, I'm like, I'm not, there's no way I'm not going to watch this regardless of what, and they could say, all right, listen, we're going to bomb this one. It's just going to be a couple monkeys like throwing some shit around. And it's like, all right, I'm going to still watch that uh, because it's <laughs> Ghostbusters. So I'm going to, I'm going to have to, um, but, uh, I don't know. I, I just, you gotta have Paul Rudd. You can't, you can't bring Paul Rudd into the Ghostbusters universe and make him a one-off player. No. I need him back. I need Mr. Gruberson back. Uh, I need Phoebe back. And then everyone else is kind of expendable in my eyes. I'm, I'm fine with getting rid <laughs> listen, of all the rest listen, of them if you it, really it want all to. Depends, it all depends on if he has made it out of the quantum realm or not. Which is a Marvel thing I just learned. I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of you. But yeah, uh, so, you know, hopefully everyone's excited for Ghostbusters as we are. I'm curious to find out more information. One of the little teasers that Jared had mentioned, one of the Easter eggs at the end, uh, was them fixating the camera. One of the last shot is them fixating the camera on the containment unit with a red flashing light. Oh, is someone about to burst up out of the containment Walter unit? Walter Peck. Has shown he, up again. He oh. has no dick. <laughs> Wouldn't it be awesome if he made a cameo since they're going yes. back to New York? Yes. 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 That he would should. Make, hey, you like, know, and while my... we're at it, why not get Judge Wexler in there? Why not get uh, Janos as a cameo somehow? <laughs> right? I mean, like, if, if we're going back <laughs> to New York. Janos as Walter Peck's assistant. 
<laughs> Walter Peck's trying to reform, and Janos is like helping him with the positivity. <laughs> yeah, dude. Walter Peck. Can you just see it right now? It's like there's the only mayor. one man that can help us, and it goes to this Buddhistic like he goes ding 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 ding, and here's. Walter Peck trying to do some yoga pose, and I was like, yes, yes, that's it. <laughs> Walter Peck needs to be the mayor. Walter Peck needs to be the mayor with Janos as his assistant. It is uh, he! Dickless! <laughs> You're like the buzzing of flies to him. <laughs> you know, honestly... I wouldn't be, I would not be against. Listen, we already, we went back and we finally got rid of Gozer. I wouldn't be opposed to having River of Slime and Vigo making a, making some kind of comeback. Hey, not, maybe not the main villain. Listen, maybe not the main villain. If we're going for sequels, go big or go home, right? I, th I still find the River of Slime fascinating. And I don't yeah. think that they fully utilized it in the correct way in what Ghostbusters if, 2. What if I've been. Ivan is like, mm, they screwed up too. I'm going to redo too the way that it should have been done. Give us what give us what Dan Aykroyd always wanted. Let the Ghostbusters go to hell. Like open up a door to hell and get <laughs> real weird with open it. Open <coughs> I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not even gonna lie to you, Jared. I would pay to watch that probably three times if they just did a live action. I've got to uh, watch it. Real Ghostbusters. I'm going to knock watch that. knock. Like knock knock is my favorite episode. Uh, yeah, but too. let's take us let's take us a break. Uh, this was some good Ghostbusters talk. We're, when we come back from the break, we're gonna watch a couple trailer reactions and, and then drunk. we're getting out of here. We're getting out of here. A A W Sawtooth lights flicker as I hear the knocking sound in the next room over. Even after the man at the front desk tells me no one's in there. Nope. Nope, nopeity, nope, nope, nope. Runs out of my room and leaves the hotel. That's what yeah, should have happened. That's right. That's not there what you happened. Go. But you yeah. know what is going to happen? We're going to nope, nope, nopeity, nope our way up out of this stream as we call it a night. Uh, TJ, Jared, thank you both for joining me on this week's Rage, you nerds. We will be back next week with Nerds and Rage. Mr. Cack, how about in the spirit of men in black, how about a little outro music here? Okay. Just to get some vibe. Here it comes. <laughs> Brought Relic says, never watch a horror movie short named Knock Knock is what I take from this. Fair. I still Brought Relic. Brought Relic, have a good night, buddy. And then Ditto Head 212, thank you for saying Jared is cute earlier to start the stream. Good night, it's everyone. Good y'all. <laughs> <laughs>